1: Welcome to the drive. I'm Dale Lally, here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it is April. It is April. How about that? Draft month. Draft month. It's upon us. Yeah. Uh, lots of good stuff happening around the league. All the pro days starting to wrap up. I think today is to the up. last big day. A lot a lot of schools are uh, working on today, including Oregon. Uh, Tulsa, another one. Free
2: agency slowing down heavily and, you know, pro days. This is pretty soon when the teams go into hibernation in the the war room. Yeah. That's coming real soon.
1: Absolutely. Uh, One thing we didn't talk a lot about the other day um, was the Steelers signing of Kalen
2: Balaj. Yeah. No, we we did kind of overlook that.
1: Yeah. Um, People looking at that. Are going, why would they, you know, does that mean James Conner's out of the equation? Not necessarily.
2: Not necessarily. Does right.
1: that mean they're not going to draft a running back? Absolutely not. Yeah, I like <laughs> the opposite, maybe. Yeah. yeah, right. It just makes it more likely uh, because that's really what's left on the free agent market right now. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin Bellage, to me, is a faster version of Benny Snell, and that's about it.
2: Yeah. He was somebody, I mean, this, the history of Caitlin Bellage was watched him in college thinking, I'm not real impressed. He, he went to the combine, blew it up, yeah. by the way. I mean, he's...
1: He ran like a 4'4'7 at 230 pounds. He's
2: big and yeah. he's fast. And even early in his career, I kind of thought, eh, he's just kind of a an athlete. You know, he runs big, he runs fast. But this past year, it looked like something kind of... The light turned on a little bit. He looked a little shiftier. Maybe see in the field a little bit better. He has some receiving chops. But he's not a one. No, he's you know, right, definitely right, right. not a
1: one. He's... He, he's had some success in short yardage situations over the uh-huh. course of his career. I think he's converted like 75% of his third and okay. third shorts. So there's I mean, that, he's strong, but he's a 230 yeah. pound back. He should. Who's yeah, yeah, yeah. He, fast. he should his run real fast into the, in the time, line. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's that. And of course, that's something that the Steelers need to get better at. Without
2: question. Um, I mean, I think his best football started this past year. So is he going to be some un- untapped gem? Probably not, but I think you're getting an ascending player at this stage of his career.
1: You're getting a depth piece, another yeah, depth yeah. piece that costs you very You, you may not even make the team.
2: Right, right. You, you know, throw another back in the mix. These guys get hurt. You, yeah. mean, some, you might lose one in the preseason. Especially
1: but, again in a 17 game schedule.
2: Yeah, you've mentioned that too. Like maybe you keep one more on the roster than you generally would have. So that, that adds up to me. Uh, I mean, it's not a huge move the needle move, though.
1: No, it, it is not. Um, we're starting to see more and more mock drafts get dropped on us here. Yeah, uh, a lot Daniel there. Jeremiah just uh, put out his second. I, I don't even think this is his second mock. This is like his mock. Oh, I think he doesn't put a number on
2: him. But yeah, yeah. He
1: did the first two rounds actually. Did he really? Uh, it's some interesting. A couple uh, of those too. Yeah, interesting notes here. Uh, he does have the 49ers taking Mac Jones at three.
2: I've listened to his podcast many times, and he's him and Bucky are shocked by it. But that's what they've been told. You know, the league keeps telling them they're going to take Mac Jones. I sort of understand it, but I don't condone it. Yeah,
1: I don't either. Uh, he do, he has the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts at four. Okay. And he included trades in here, so he doesn't have them moving back. Doesn't at have
2: all. to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously their phones would be blowing up. Yeah. Trade lands would be hard to pass on, as would Fields. I mean, I like Fields is my number two quarterback still. I think you're in that, that camp yeah, still. Yeah, I like Fields. I, I like him over Wilson even. Yeah. But if it's if you think you can win with Ryan for the next couple of years, pitch would make you a great offense.
1: Yeah. And the opportunity again, we, as we talked about last earlier this week I should say, is there for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Orleans is not going to be as good as it was last year. Probably not. Carolina, Carolina's still a rebuilding team. So mm-hmm. it's it's you and and Tampa Bay.
2: I would think. I'm not sure New Orleans falls off a cliff. I mean, they were able to They'll be in the mix for maybe that 7th yeah. wild
1: card spot. Yeah, the last I would think wild card that's about or something like that, but
2: Tampa will be the favorite in the. V- I think Atlanta's
1: a better team than them right now.
2: Yeah, I do too. And their uh, point differential was almost even, yeah. even though they they lost a lot of games. So new coach could certainly help too.
1: Um, he has the Panthers making a trade with Detroit.
2: Hmm. Is that seven to eight?
1: Seven to eight, eight to seven, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Moving up, so they can get Trey Lance.
2: I bet they would love that. we would not to give up. A I ton. bet Detroit would like that. <laughs> yeah, but, What's he, the, the, that's he the best them, deal uh, ever? If you're those teams. Oh, you're absolutely. You, I mean, down you, down you one get one maybe a third. You get a third, uh, right? Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll take a third to pick one spot Which later. Which just
2: means you're afraid that Denver or New England or somebody is trying to sneak up and get right. that second Right. You want to so make sure to you the get the punch. It. Yeah, but it's the best deal ever for the team that's trading back.
1: Um. Then he has the Lions taking Jalen Waddle. Uh, I think that's quite possible. receivers are bad. Denver gets Patrick Sertain.
2: That's fine by me, too. I mean, that's that's a good pick for them.
1: J.C. Horn goes to Dallas.
2: He could go that high. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Then the Patriots move up to 11 to get Justin Fields.
2: Boy, that would be horrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, they would have to give up quite a bit more to go from 15 to 11, I would
2: think. I don't think a third gets it done, especially with a quarter. Yeah. And a lot of those trades depends who's out there too. If if there's five te- at that point, maybe the Steelers would be called to get to eleven to field. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that more than just one team would probably be in the market to go get him if he drops out of the top ten, which makes it more expensive. But still, if you're New England and you could trade what fifteen and next year's first, I'd take the, I'd do that for Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, oh, no doubt. Yeah, uh, at twelve, then he had, after the Eagles move down, they get Micah Parsons.
2: I can see that their linebacker's been yeah. neglected for a while. Um, again, they can go a lot of different directions. How about
1: this Panay Sewell drops all the way to 13 to the Chargers? Pooh. Would they, they would, be ecstatic? Would love that? <laughs>
2: I can't see that happening. I mean, I think he's a top six or seven player at yeah. worst. But if five quarterbacks go and three receivers and Kyle Pitts, it doesn't take long before you're falling. Absolutely. You know?
1: Right. Um, and that starts a run on offensive linemen. I bet. Would uh, because then Minnesota takes Rashawn Slater, which they would, they would love. They would thrill with do that, yeah. too. Uh, the Giants who move down take Owosu uh, koromoa
2: Okay, boy, that'd be their first linebacker they've taken since Carl Banks. Yeah, that's 82, been 82, that's, that's been a, that's been a short time. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, the Dolphins then make a trade with the Cardinals to come up and get Elijah Vera Tucker.
2: Hmm. And he can play tackle for them yeah. or guard or whatever. Right, and, and they have plenty of picks even after you know their trades. Uh,
1: the Raiders take Trevor Moerig. The Cardinals then take Caleb Farley. Which is still a gift at eighteen. I, I after think that's about back. where
2: people will consider him. Yeah. You know, he's he's too good to let you think slip he's a third corner taken. I think he still goes ahead of Newsom. I think he should. Yeah, I like Newsom a lot. it's yeah. not a knock on Newsom, and I think the Steelers should consider Newsom at twenty-four. But Farley's got such a high ceiling. Yeah, the ceiling's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Uh, Washington takes Darasaw. Mm-hmm. Uh The Bears he has taken Kadarius Tony.
2: See, I'm not a big Tony fan. I don't know that he's any better or better than Elijah Moore and some of these other they They've already smaller. got some of those they do. guys. Yeah. you know, the, the, the Every little... mock I've done, the Bears have been tough. Yeah. Because is usually not there. There's definitely not a quarterback. The receivers are fine, but I don't want to be the team that takes the fourth receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't work. They don't always work out great. Uh, They could take a corner, though, too. They could, yeah, they could. They could take a lot of stuff. They could use a lot of things, yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, The Colts take Quiddy Pay. That's the first edge off the board at 20. They could take back
2: Justin Houston, but edge is a big need for them. Edge and left tackle, or one of those is going to be the Colts' pick.
1: He has the Titans taking Newsom.
2: That makes sense. They revamped their secondary a lot and moved on from, you know, uh, Adoree Jackson, things like that.
1: The Jets take ATN. Makes sense. Then the Steelers get Najee Harris.
2: I see that. It's funny. I was just on the phone with Stan, and he said, of the teams picking 1 to 23, who could take a back? Dolphins. I said, Dolphins or Jets? You know, Atlanta needs it. one, but yeah. they're not going to take, take it. They're not going to take it for. They'd have to trade down. Now, the if they move back, that's, that, that's yeah. in play. I think Arizona's the sneaky one, too. Yeah. That's I think a little so. early, but if they don't get a corner.
1: Remember, they moved back to 18, too, in this. T-
2: yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so so those would... are the three you keep an eye on. The Jets need so many things, though. I mean, I don't think anybody would give them a hard time for taking ATN or Harris or whomever. But yeah. those are the three teams I think to keep an eye on.
1: Uh, Jacksonville then takes Tevin Jenkins. Cleveland takes Gregory Rousseau.
2: I could see that. I think they'll. I think it sets up well for them. They'll take best edge available, whoever that is. Yeah.
1: The Ravens take Terrace Marshall again. That's the, I've seen that every, every mock, every mock, every mock. Yep,
2: and every one of Mel's and Mel's is the Mel is the uh, the, the Ravens guy. I don't want to put it in stone, but I think there's a good chance the Steelers will play against Terrence Marshall twice a year.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Saints take Elijah Moore. I like that. The Packers get Jamin Davis.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. You always see corner or receiver to them, yeah. but Davis would would be useful for them. And they can't them. stop the run. No, they can't. And they could use speed in the middle field, <laughs> yeah. too. Uh,
1: the Bills take Jalen Phillips.
2: Boy, that I think he's the best edge of all of them. I'd take him well over Rousseau and all those guys.
1: Uh, Kansas City takes Ali- Aziz Ogulari.
2: Wow, I mean, I'd have a hard time taking him over Cosby or one yeah. of those type of oh, guys. Oh, I know. I hear you. Yeah.
1: And then he has the Buccaneers taking Zayvon Collins.
2: Wow, they don't need him, but <laughs> you just take him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Sash him away. We're watching some day highlights right now, and it's pretty impressive.
1: He, he's calling Collins a three-four outside linebacker.
2: I, think I, I don't think he is. I don't I think, think he, he is either. Can be.
1: Yeah, I think he's kind of Lawrence timmons Timish Timmins like yes. in that you could say, okay, he's an outside linebacker. He can stand up out there and, and give sure. you some and passage. rush off the edge. Yeah. but he's I think not he's not super
2: physical. Though. I
1: think he's better off being a run and hit guy in the middle of a three four defense.
2: Yeah, I do too. And flipping his hips and running with tight ends and things like that. <laughs> of, to blocking out player. the sun. Yeah, yeah, and being really big doing <laughs> it.
1: I mean, there's. I haven't seen this comparison with them, but they're similar size as well as Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. You get that big six five guy in the middle of the field that can run a little bit and that makes it, a, it makes it tough end. on the on quarterbacks. Like you get to drop that touch pass in, in the middle of the field.
2: The throwing lanes are tight enough if they are. You gotta right, try right.
1: to drop it in over a guy who's six five in the middle, you know, who's and f- even fifteen yards right right down with the his, field, his, yeah. You
2: know, with super long arms and all that. And again, I mean, all these tight ends that can run. I mean, even the Ebrons of the world, let alone the Kelseys and Kittles, of my, that doesn't mean he's going to win every matchup of those guys, but at least he can, he has the size and the length to be in their league, yeah. you know, and that that's, that's, goes a long way. Uh, we were talking off the air, because we were watching Zayvon Collins, and the comparisons you would like were Barr and Van Der Esch, I think those are real apt, and then I mentioned um, the other Collins, Jamie Collins, Yeah, and all those guys, well, not Van Der Esch as much, can come up and line up at the line of scrimmage, but they're more finesse guys, you know, they're yeah. They're space players. They're just big. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they'll get you
1: four sacks a year.
2: Probably. Right, right.
1: But that's not what they do best. It's not what they do
2: best. No. I don't think he is a 3-4 outside linebacker. At least not in the Steelers' defense. Right. I think he'd be in the second level. Especially Um, with his height next to Bush. Oh, yeah. Really attractive. That
1: would be a nice compliment there.
2: I'm sure this was turned in before the pro day, which just happened, and pro day didn't Yeah, he
1: ran, you know, high Mm -hmm. 4-5s, low 4-6s. 260. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville to start the second day takes two at Atwell.
2: Oh, I don't see that. I
1: don't see that at all. He had an
2: awful pro day. Yeah, I mean he was, I mean he was like 155 pounds.
1: Yeah, 155 pound. Like, and he, what, wouldn't you take more at a Purdue? If
2: you're gonna take a little guy, if you're gonna right. take a little guy. He's explosive, right, right. and he's thicker and stronger and. Um, Atwell ran well by wide receiver standards, but not by 155-pound standards. Yeah. I mean, he was like four 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 or something like that. Now maybe
1: he runs faster when people are chasing him. Because, I'm
2: sure. He's yeah. fast on the field. And some of these pro days you can't look too much into. But I don't know that he goes in the second day.
1: Yeah, little guys take big hits.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the Jets intake with the second pick of day two, Liam
2: Eikenberg. Yeah. That's, I mean. I, I can. Th- that Jets second pick could be one that hurts the Steelers. Yeah. You know, corner, edge. Uh, offense tackle, you know. Uh, the Falcons then take Javante
1: Williams at thirty-five.
2: That's the one I think you have to keep an eye on. Yeah, their second pick could easily be a running back.
1: Uh, the Dolphins take Ronnie Perkins. Rashad Bateman had a nice pro day. He goes at thirty-seven to the Eagles.
2: A lot of these mocks I've seen him fall out of round one. I'm not sure I'm buying that. Yeah, he ran like four-three-nine. Yeah, but it, it Again, seems like I him did, and take, Marshall are the
1: the the times seem faster this year because everybody. That's all yeah, we have are. is the pro days, right? Uh, and so, yeah, they are a little bit faster than what you typically see. But every see.
2: combine, I'm shocked that it's faster than the last combine. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys that's are getting true. faster. You know, yeah, they're, they're better. They're better training too. Yeah, you know, that's they part of the coaches too, yeah. and you know, and some of these guys have opted out and been worked on at forty forever. Marshall versus Bateman to me is interesting. Is the fourth true receiver? Yeah, you know,
1: uh, the Bengals take Jalen Mayfield. Asante Samuel Jr. goes to the Panthers. Joe Tryon to the Broncos at forty.
2: He's a good player.
1: Nick Bolton. Goes at 41 to the Lions.
2: Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, Carlos. Like about as late as he could fall. Yeah. Carlos.
1: Way. Although I did a mock. I was doing some mocks last night, and Bolton was available to me in the second round.
2: bro really? I mean, there are a lot of linebackers. Yeah. Maybe somebody would like Cox And he better, didn't run as well as the other yeah, guys. Right, he's, right, right. A you know, smaller. He came in at 5'11".
1: Yeah. But, yeah, but the tape is really good. Uh, Carlos Basham to the Giants at 42. Kelvin Joseph to the
2: 49ers. We haven't talked about him much, but he's an interesting corner, yeah, too. He's yeah, got a lot long of Long and can run. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Christian Barmore, the first defensive tackle taken at 44 by the Cowboys. Wow. No defensive tackles in the first 44 picks. I I
2: wonder how people will view that. Like, I think he's clearly number one, but he's not special. Yeah. I mean, do you look at it and say, boy, I I need a D-tackle. Should I overdraft this guy to get the best one? Like, I I often look at Jacksonville's second pick and think that could be a Barmore landing spot or Tampa at the end of the round instead of just keep, you know, re-signing Sue every year. Um, but you, that's not really good business to do it that way. Yeah, just to right. take just one. Just because he's a D, the best DT. Yeah. Uh,
1: prep Pat Firemuth to the Jaguars at 45.
2: That'd be a good pick. They need him bad.
1: Elijah Molden at 46 to the Patriots. Okay. The Chargers get Creed Humphrey, so they get two offensive lines.
2: Wow. I mean, they'd assign a the center to the biggest. I mean, they, they could they plug could one, a one of a guard, I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, that's fine.
1: But they would really upgrade their offensive yeah. line
2: in a big way. Uh Cosme. Well, they Slater, too. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they have, like, five legit guys now, <laughs> and usually they have two. Uh,
1: the Raiders get Samuel Cosme.
2: They need to. I mean, they're, they threw away they their whole tra- offensive They gave, they gave away their offense whole offensive right.
1: Uh Rondell Moore goes at 49 to the Cardinals.
2: That would make sense. Four wide, you know, uh, vertical or uh, horizontally inclined passing game. Get him the ball in space. Yeah. That's a good fit. Doesn't have to be the one, but, I mean, Hopper's right. going to get targets. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jabril Cox at 50 to the Dolphins. Okay. He's a tough one for me to, to, to factor in there because yeah. I like so, I like a lot of the traits. Oh, yeah. But I don't like that he's already twenty, almost 24.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, for people who don't realize it, I mean, he transferred to LSU late in life. And, you know, it's not great. Yeah. But if you give him the third, you know, right. if, that, if that makes him fall. This is that area spots, where I look or... at it,
1: but there's probably going to be somebody there at the inside linebacker position. I'm like, okay, I can get. They're similar players, but this guy's two years younger.
2: Two years younger, and yeah. Maybe it takes a little longer to. Maybe not quite as NFL ready or whatever. See, still. I don't
1: even know how NFL ready Cox, Cox was at LSU. One year before that, yeah. he was at North Dakota Georgia State. North You know, they're saying, well, he had nine interceptions in his career. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But most of them were at North Dakota State, where he was playing against guys who yeah. are, you know, I, I selling mean, insurance no right now. I
2: All with now. the Steelers using second round pick on him. I think he's a really good player. I do too, but but you you know, then four years from now when his contract's up is, boy, he's, what, 29? Yeah. You know, right. 24, yeah, 28.
1: How about this one? He has Washington at 51 taking Kellen Mond.
2: I wonder if there's a second round quarterback. We operate under the assumption Mac Jones is going the first round. Yeah. Someone's taking him. Is there a second round quarterback and who is it? Some people do like Mond a lot.
1: Well, here's the thing. At 52, he has the Bears taking Kyle Trask.
2: Who? <laughs> I think I'd rather roll with the <laughs> Back-to-back quarterbacks. Yeah. I think I'd rather roll the dice on Mond than Trask. I think he has more ability. Um, the guy I might take over both of them is, uh, what's his face from Stanford? If I could sit him for a year. Yeah. You know, if I was Tampa and just had no need for a starter, uh, I don't know. These Tier 2 quarterbacks are frightening.
1: The Titans take Andre Sisco. The Colts take... Uh, Melam Fuanu, uh, the cornerback out of Syracuse. they like the
2: big long guys, right? That
1: brings us to the Steelers' second-round pick in Daniel Jeremiah's draft. Now, remember, they took uh, Najee Harris in the first round. Mm -hmm. They stay at Alabama in this one and take Landon Dickerson.
2: That's awesome. I -hmm. mean, as long as the medicals check out. I, you
1: know, know seeing him do the, the cartwheels at the Alabama Pro Day, I don't know if you saw that.
2: I heard that he did, yeah.
1: Not just a cartwheel. He cartwheeled player. across the field <laughs> three months after he had ACL surgery. 330
2: pounds or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think he's a great player. I mean, if he was clean, clean, yeah. he's a first round pick all day long. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you were take him 24, you're great. <laughs> so, I mean, the risks are hard for you and I to comment on, but yeah. the NFL will tell us a lot about what they think of him.
1: At 56, he has the Seahawks taking Quinn Miners? I could see As that, the too. third center taken in this yeah. draft.
2: Yeah. I think he's got a chance to be really good too. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's not a week one starter, but so what?
1: How about this? The Ravens get in his mock get Jason Oa in the second round at fifty eight.
2: No way. His his numbers are too ridiculous at the pro day.
1: The one number (laughs) keeps jumping out zero.
2: (laughs) Here is one to counteract that, and I'm with you. I mean, and he's a project. Like we did a mock on my podcast today, and I had the even number teams, and my uh, host had the odd number teams. I took him at 30 with Buffalo. Like, we don't need you right now. There's just a lot of teams that could wait on him, or Indy maybe, you know. Um, again, production's very important, don't get me wrong. But Daniel Hunter had one and a half sacks at LSU his whole career. I mean, there's an arc to getting the quarterback, I bet that, but I think he's going to go high, Oh, way Yeah. But I don't know
1: that Daniel Hunter ran – he didn't run a four three seven. Not to that degree, yeah. no. I
2: mean, he was a good tester, and he was a third-round pick, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyways,
1: that's uh, Daniel Jeremiah's that's uh, first two rounds. Um, and, and he's –
2: seeing where people were – DJ's tied there.
1: in. He's locked in. Maybe we'll get him on the show here soon at Ooh, some point. It's that
2: possibility be, we hear.
1: Yeah, it's a, certainly a possibility. We'd love to do that. Love to pick his brain. Maybe even go through this mock with him. Yeah. And, you know, to ask him about some of these picks that uh, had us –
2: We've mentioned many times he's a big Javante Williams fan. Yeah. You know, there's a, and he's a big – he was one of the first ones to really be on uh, Jamin Davis. Too. Yeah. So a couple of guys we mentioned in the Steeler land.
1: Yeah. you get uh, Davis uh, going in the first round. Yeah, three Packers in yeah, yeah, the, the first. And uh, Javante Williams going right after that uh, yeah. at the fir- start of day two. So Excellent. Yeah. That's the thing about the Steelers draft. I, I If they don't take one in the first round – one of those top three guys, they're not going to get him in the second
2: round. No. I was just on with stand, and he was asking about Trey Sermon, and I'm like, I guess he would be my next best. These
1: guys are okay, but they're not. Every down back. Yeah. But,
2: I mean, maybe you just wait till next year Maybe, then. you know,
1: they're, and look, one of those other backs is probably going to hit.
2: Oh, one will. Yeah. Uh, your guess is good as mine. Yeah. You know, right.
1: Trying to figure out which one it's going to be, mm-hmm. and, then, and then banking on that is not good business.
2: No. I mean, if they don't get one of the three, I'd be calling Connor. Not necessarily as the one, but at least when he's healthy, he's probably your one. Yeah, right. He's got to be in the mix. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just think that they got to take one uh, early. And We've just seen life without that type of back for a while now. And It's not – Post-Lev Bell has not been so great. Been Connor's great. had some flashes. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's, it's flashes. Of, it's flashes.
1: That's yeah. what you get though when you take those backs later. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get the flashes. You don't get the guy who is that every down
2: difference maker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: anyways, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We want to thank uh, Jacob Rick for keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show here, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Here we go, Steelers.
0: Here we go. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. We're pleased at this time to be joined by Mike Prosuta of the uh, DVE Morning Show and Steelers Radio Network. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing
3: outstanding, fellas.
1: How you doing? Well, we're doing great. We're doing great. Getting through this. It's now April. Uh, That means the draft is right around the corner. Uh, And once the draft is completed, then maybe we'll see some on-field football-like stuff.
3: You know, I think we're going to see some sooner or later. I don't know if it's going to be the OTA variety or uh, out at uh, beloved St. Vincent College. But it uh, feels like we're in the red zone and headed toward the goal line.
1: We're definitely doing that. I got my second shot yesterday, so I'm cleared, man. Oh, look at you. You guys are you guys are still vermin, but. I'm... I got
2: one. <laughs> I'm right around the You're corner. You're half a vermin. Half a vermin, yeah. <laughs> head in the right direction. I don't think has left the house in a year and a half.
3: Uh, that's because I'm basically invincible, but I've, I've heard <laughs> Williamson referred to as half a vermin before. So it <laughs> sounds like everybody's right where they need to be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Things are lining up. Mike, we've been
1: doing the, the triple takes on Steelers. dot com, and those have been a lot of fun and uh, digging in, into this draft. Uh, is there a, anything that you, when we started doing this, started digging into this draft that you you went in? Did you go into this with any preconceived notions? that have been changed. Oh, me never. <laughs> <laughs> but, but had there been anything, you know, watching tape of some of these guys that, that have changed your mind about any positions?
3: Yeah, I, I think I know where you're coming from, Dale. And, um, I guess the, uh, inside linebacker position is the one, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately when they lost Devin Bush, they weren't good enough there. And even with Devin Bush, um, uh, Probably still not good enough at the other position. I I went into the draft prep thinking, well, that's probably something that you just got to work around because, you know, they had to trade up to get Devin Bush and and invest a lot to do that. And that year there was only two guys. You had to get one of the Devins or the guy you were going to get wasn't good enough. But looking at that position in detail, there's a lot of guys there. And the top guys are really intriguing. I I was probably uh, 90% sold on offensive tackle back when I started the whole pre-draft process. I still think offensive tackle is more likely than any other position. But, um, you know, it's funny, before you guys called, I was looking at some more Zayvon Collins highlights and thinking, boy, a guy like that next to Devin Bush would uh, be a force for any defense.
2: Yeah, you're 100% right. And, you know, just our, our linebacker conversation on the triple take, There's you mentioned how there was two Devons that year. Zayvon Collins is really attractive, and there's a lot of really, you know, interesting guys at that spot, but it's a deep group, too. I mean, uh, I would have a hard time knowing when exactly to pull the trigger at that position.
3: Yeah, and the thing that really is starting to fascinate me about him is you could line him up on the edge Mm -hmm. on third down, and, you know, I don't don't even know if you could do that with Devin Bush, but, uh, yeah, there there are a number of players that I think, uh, you look. You look at this draft. The Steelers do have a number of needs, and there are a number of guys available. And I think it's going to work out. Last year, uh, they went into it last year, and I'm thinking they had to get help at wide receiver, edge rusher, and running back. And you know, the order didn't matter to me as much as checking all those boxes. Now, the way it worked out, it looks like they went two for three. We still don't know much about Anthony McFarland, but he certainly didn't do anything to to establish himself as a as a player on the rise at that running back position. And, hey, guess what? They need running back again this year. So, you know, how deep is it each position relative to the other? Uh, In what order do you want to take these guys? You, of course, never want to pass up a guy who you think is, you know, superstar all-pro potential because you think, well, we can get a guy that's pretty good at that position around later. Uh, It's going to be fun to watch it all unfold. But uh, I I think there is a lot out there. That can help the Steelers. Unfortunately there's probably a lot out there that can help all the other teams too.
1: Yeah, that's one of the, the things, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, when you learn all the, the, the players in this draft and you, you start looking at it, mock drafts and that kind of stuff, well, geez, the the Ravens got that guy and the Bengals got that guy and oh man, <laughs> the Browns got that guy and yeah. it's like
2: they always you, look good this time. Yeah, here, they're right?
1: all they're all gonna get got, you know good players. That's that's how this works. Uh that inside linebacker position though, know, Mike, I I keep looking at it, and I I was not on board, uh, you know, if you'd asked me this two or three weeks ago, oh, what if the Steelers take a, an inside linebacker in the, the first round? I'm like, yeah, I don't know
2: about that. We often said they couldn't. It's too much of a luxury. can Too afford much, it. yeah. Too, but but now, now it's like, okay, these guys are pretty damn good. I, you, know. you got two studs that can run <laughs> in the middle of your defense. I mean, watch the Super Bowl. It goes a long way.
3: Yeah, and I don't know if it's a luxury when you look at how many times they got you know, it, those guys get on the field, they throw at them. You know what I mean? It's. I, I think one of the problems the Steelers have had on defense, and they've been pretty good on defense, but too often to me they get caught in the wrong personnel group and right. and, and they get burned by it. And, and that puts a lot of pressure, you know, to be constantly changed. It would be nice to just leave some guys out there and say, all right, well, if they run the ball, we're confident. We're confident player A's on the field. And if they pass the ball – we're still confident that player A is on the field. Yeah. So go ahead and, you know, run it or throw it that we think we have this covered. That'd be, I don't think that'd be a luxury. That'd be a position of strength that would help you win games.
1: You know, one thing I've never heard Steeler fans complain about is all those times that Devin Bush got matched up on a wide receiver in the slot. And it happens.
2: Right, 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 in the old own. But it
1: doesn't burn them like it does when it's, you know, v- Boston, Vince Williams or right, Bostick right. or someone like that that can't run. Those, those guys are going to give up. Catches in those situations because that's what the offense is trying to do. And I've said it a hundred times, you know, last year after the Eagles game, when Roethlisberger gets Chase Claypool matched up, he motions him across because he sees that what, the, what the Eagles are going to do in coverage and gets Chase Claypool matched up on Philadelphia's inside linebacker and throws a touchdown pass.
2: Nobody ever gives the no, but Nobody gives the Steelers credit for, credit for, up, for making right. that move. Staffer, right.
1: That's what teams do the, now. You know, they, they get you in a personnel package that they can take advantage of, and they then they take advantage of it.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a great point, and that's why, you know, you got to do everything in your power, I think, to, you know, minimize the number of times that, that, that you're going to be susceptible to that. I went back. I don't know what uh, compelled me to do this, probably because we were, uh, you know, We had a scheduled Zoom coming up with Robert Spillane. And I went back and looked at – this is maybe the play of the season. The playoff game against Cleveland, and the Steelers have fought their way back from that, you know, Grand canyon size hole that they were in. And it's 35-23, and Mike Tomlanoff's to punt on fourth and one early in the fourth quarter because he thinks his defense, which has gotten a couple of stops, is going to get them the ball back and they'll be able to score and make it a one-score game. Well, it's third and two, and the Browns put three tight ends on the field, all right, and then they motion Kareem Hunt wide, so it's an empty set look, and the running back is out on the wing being covered by a cornerback, and they end up with Robert Splane against Jarvis Landry, and I asked Spillane about that specifically, and he said, hey, that's, that's not a coverage I can't make. It's just a coverage I didn't make in that situation. But if people remember that play, that was about as easy a pitch and catch as you're ever going to have. But Landry left Blaine in the duck. Maybe the answer is the guy who covers a little bit better, nothing against Robert Blaine, but you know, he wasn't perceived as a starting player entering the league. He wasn't even perceived as a guy who would be in the league. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just too much time in advance of the draft, but I'm, my mind is starting to wander about what things might look like with the uh, Devin Bush and and David Collins next to each other. I don't even know if Collins lasts that long. I, I certainly wouldn't complain if they took a tackle. My, my kind of first blush at it when you try to figure out initially, okay, who's going to go where, you know, what guy's going to be left to choose from. I came up with Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State, and I do think he's a Steelers kind of guy. I like the idea of a, you know, a bar bouncer tackle and, uh, you know, a guy – A guy who uh, bench presses uh, so many times, they don't even bother counting anymore. Um, He he seems like a stealer kind of guy, and I think that's certainly a position of need as well, but uh, I don't know that I've seen a lot of guys like Collins Again, the ability to wing out and rush off the edge if he feels like it, or the defense wants him to, and also play that off the ball inside position. It's pretty special.
2: It's pretty cool you brought up that that particular Browns play, because... Hunt, Landry, and three tight ends on the field. Back in the day, was that's run heavy personnel. You know, we got we to, and go again, out it's there third the, and two. That's right. a run down. We got to come down and yeah, four four and stop the run. And that's not how the world works anymore. I mean, everybody has to run. Everybody needs to cover ground. And Collins is a good answer for those tight ends and Hunt and all those dudes. Um, just want to throw that in there. But I got to ask you, a Spartan. That I think is in a key stage of his Steeler career in Justin Lane. What's your take on this guy going back to school?
3: My take on him going back to school.
2: No, no, his going back to his Michigan State days even. Like we Oh, just, okay. I didn't know if you like Yeah, to I didn't get a phrase that so well. Yourself, I might have missed that, something
1: that would about. be a first for <laughs> Michigan State.
3: You're all for it. Man. Well, he just wants to be known as, you know, a really smart player out of Michigan State. <laughs> They're all smart, yeah. You know, Mike, I have a curiosity about him, guys, because the way they did it all season, and now I think Justin Lay—I thought it was a good pick where they got him. He was a developmental player. He had played wide receiver as well as quarterback at Michigan State, so he, you know he needed to be polished at the position. He had an upside and all the all the other scouting cliches. He's got the body type. They do play hard, uh, hit you in the face defense at Michigan State. He's conditioned that way. All season, if they didn't have Joe Hayden or Steven Nelson available, which came up periodically, as as it will, they would uh, put Lane in outside and then move Cam Cam Sutton back into his normal inside spot in the dime when they went to the dime. In other words, Sutton would replace the starter, and then at at sub-package time, Lane was on the field. He played a, a whole bunch of snaps on defense his second year after playing, uh, you know, very few, if any. He didn't play any. A rookie. Yeah. Yeah. But then in the Cleveland playoff game, they went to uh, James Pierre in that role, and Lane didn't play any defensive snaps. I don't know if something happened in that, you know, kind of JV game they played at, at the end of the season in Cleveland or if there was an injury we didn't know about. Um, haven't had a chance to, to get an answer from anyone as to why they made the personnel switch there but up until the playoff game against Cleveland I thought that Lane was a player on the rise and a guy who I think they drafted to be a starter sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, uh, to me I don't think they they uh, release Steven Nelson if they didn't think that they had something with one, at least one of those guys. And and most likely Lane. Like you don't you don't make that move to get rid of a starting cornerback just because you re-signed Cam
2: Sutton. I mean, for where we sit, I think the lack of watching him in the preseason, it, more than maybe any player on the roster, I just don't know where he is. You know, I'd love to have seen three
3: preseason games from him, let alone five. Yeah, and I think, you know, Dale, I think your point is, both points are well taken, but Pierre was maybe a year behind. If, if you're not, you know, a draft-high plug-and-play type of guy, they want you to play special teams first and show that you deserve to get on the field. For more defensive responsibility, and you kind of ascend that way. And uh, you know, Pierre was he even on the roster. Dale, when camp started, or was he an add-on?
1: No, he was there the uh, whole time. Yeah, because okay, if he, you remember, there were a lot of uh, in our in our handy dandy practice notes, a lot of report, huh? yeah, a lot of uh, Chase Claypool catching the ball over James Pierre, <laughs> yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now he made some plays, and, and that's how he you know earned his spot on the roster. But he was a guy that showed up quite often in the practice report.
3: Yeah, but it's certainly making the team as an undrafted rookie is is in his favor. And then he was a good special teams player. He played a lot of special teams snaps. So, yeah, they got a couple of young guys there. That you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, but there's a lot of possibility too, right?
1: Right. Yeah, I believe so. Mike, where do you fall on the the, the running back situation in terms of drafting one?
3: I just. I, um... I'm not going to say, well, they don't pick one in the first round, so they're not going to because, you know, especially in recent seasons, Kevin Colbert has kind of uh, colored outside the lines a little bit with uh, some of the moves that they've made. But I'm still not doing it. Um, I think there's enough of them that uh, you can get one in the second round. One of the guys uh, that I've got my eye on is uh, Javante Williams' running mate down at North Carolina, uh, Michael Carter, Carter, because I think – he reminds me a lot of Giovanni Bernard, who is a guy that uh, I respect and thinks had a pretty good NFL career and might have had a better one somewhere other than Cincinnati. But uh, I'm, as much as I like running the ball and, you know, watching uh, Williams break tackles and Najee Harris leap guys and, you know, the spectacular run, uh, uh, Carter, I think, can run the ball, and I think he is also would be a great complement in the passing game.
2: With Juju coming back and Alulu changing his mind, do you think those two positions are off the table, at least for now, for the draft? Is that you just live with what you got?
3: I would. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think mean, Juju's a big get. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just for a year, but uh, I think he's a hell of a player. And, um, boy, the Alu thing worked out nice because uh, one of the conclusions I think we've all reached in the. Uh, 631 pre-draft specials. Son. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of defensive tackles out there. There man. really uh, isn't. I
1: mean, does. we just went over Daniel Jeremiah's uh, two-round mock, and he didn't have a defensive tackle going in the first 44 picks this year. I
2: think he only had one going in the top two rounds, the more I think about it,
3: too.
1: I think he had the yeah, guy, he had, a- he had Owen Zareke going later in oh, the second okay, round. Okay. So two in the first two rounds. Yeah, wow. That's so if you want to right. get
3: one of those, you're going to have to jump early, and that's just going to take you out of getting maybe a really good player at another position.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a great year for the for the big guys on defense. Uh, but as you mentioned, a good year for off-ball linebackers, a good year for, again, wide receivers, which you've seen year after year. Um, are you surprised, Mike, when, when you heard the news that the San Francisco 49ers are moving up to three? And likely for one of those, you only make that move if you're going up for a quarterback.
3: Clearly, yeah.
1: Did that? Yeah. Did that surprise surprised. you that it happened so early in the process?
3: You know, and I think uh, Jeremiah pointed this out. I, I all all the kind of I don't know if you want to call it intel, but uh, speculation slash suspicion coming out of San Francisco is it's Mac Jones, right? Yeah, right. right. But but they did that before Mac Jones' pro day.
2: Correct. Right. His second pro, yeah. he actually had two, which is odd.
3: Second, I'm sorry. Yeah. And they did it before Justin Fields' pro day.
2: For
1: sure, um, right.
3: I kind of thought if you're going to do that, that Lance would be the guy. Because if you're going to keep Garoppolo, Lance is probably not plug and play. At least maybe he's further away than the other guys in that in that quarterback group that everybody's drooling over. So I kind of thought it would be Lance. But we'll say it's got to be a quarterback at some point there. Uh, it's just a question of who,
1: right? Yeah, and, again, I, making that move a month out from the draft, that was kind of – Yeah,
2: uh,
3: that, they you, know who they're. You don't usually see that.
1: Mind, that. Yeah, right. that shows you they, they have a guy that they have in mind, and that's why they're making that move. It just, uh, you
2: know, really typically – It to me the top three picks are going to be quarterbacks, and they know the, top, the first two are gone, and they've made their mind up if it's Lance Fields or Jones. Yeah,
1: and quite frankly, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are saying the Steelers – yeah, they got to get a quarterback. A lot of national people, anyways. If you're a Steelers fan, Mike, you want those five quarterbacks going in the first twenty-four, you know, twenty picks or whatever it is.
3: Oh yeah. Hey, and you you want somebody to find two guys we've never heard of that they think are great. Pick them too. Well, yeah. the Seahawks aren't
1: picking ahead of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> the more a
3: quarterback gets selected. That just pushes everybody down and uh, gives you more more options. More. More potential for the guy you really like at whatever position you target to be available. So, yeah, I don't think the Steelers mess with quarterback this year. I, you know, I think that's a down the road thing. And they've got, they saw, I think, enough out of Mason Rudolph that they think if, you know, uh, if something should happen to Ben Roethlisberger, they'll play him and, and still have a shot. And, you know, not that I'm beating the Dwayne Haskins drum, but uh, interesting uh, comments from Ron Rivera a month or so ago maybe a little bit sooner than that, on a podcast that he did. And he talked about how it was with him. Uh, the issue with Haskins was never physical. It was all, you know, dedication and preparation. And is, is this guy all in? And, you know, may, maybe you found something there. Maybe. I'm not saying, you know, he's going to be the next guy or he's the successor. But that's a pretty decent role that dice there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know,
1: you you get the guy. Uh, he First of all, he just got a, a pretty big reality check.
3: Oh yeah. You, you know, getting getting bottom. released right, like, right.
1: oh wow. Hey, that this could, this could happen. You gotta work a little harder. You got him out of his hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that's always a danger when you when you take a player like that and you bring him back to his, you know, to his hometown. Well, he's a hometown hero. Yeah, and that's he's also got yeah. 5,000 buddies waiting around to Ants to hang out with him, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, there's Get a lot of different stuff pulling y'all different ways. And to me, I know people are saying, "Well, the Steelers, uh, you know, they—they—they're a good landing spot for Kyle Trask or Jamie Newman or Kellen Mond." I don't want nah, to.
2: They—they've nah, nah. got those guys. They're not better than yeah, Rudolph. Too many,
3: too many other needs, right? I mean, you know, when we get to third, fourth, fifth round, they should be getting a player, a guy that's going to contribute because they do have. They kind of have a strange roster. They got some really good players, and they got some big holes, right? So. Yeah. Uh, you know, beat it with numbers across the board would be my theory. And Ben uh, can, can throw them ball through a wall. I don't think he's uh, Pat Mahomes or uh, Josh Allen, you know. Uh, I don't know if he's a guy running a read option, but I wouldn't call him mobile for a big guy. And uh, let's see if he gets that screwed up straight, maybe he's a player.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, that would be a luxury pick this year when you have, again, t- two pretty high-pedigree young quarterbacks on your roster already.
2: The thing people don't think about with picks like that is if you draft a guy in the fourth or fifth round, he's taking snaps away in these short practices now from Rudolph and Haskins. You know, like there's only qu- so many quarterback snaps to go around, yeah. including in the preseason. That's I, great point. I don't want to spread that out. You know, I want these guys to get everything they possibly can, assuming Haskins shows us something.
1: That's one of the reasons, you know, what, if you remember, Mike, when the Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph... Landry Jones got virtually no snaps in practice that year. Yeah, right. Because well, we got to get we got to get the kid as many snaps as possible. Same thing with when when they when they drafted Landry Jones. Well, we got to get this guy ready to play. Remember Tomlin making the joke that Landry Jones had played more preseason snaps than anybody in league history.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's not two days after two days. There's not many <laughs> snaps to go around anymore.
3: Yeah, and I you know I get the, the national speculation because they're just doing what I do when I'm looking at the 49ers or the you know. Uh, Seattle, you take a quick look at the roster and you say, okay, I've heard of this guy. This guy has, uh, makes no impression on me, so they need help here. And, you, you know, you make a quick uh, assessment and you move on. And it's, you know, it's understandable if people don't think Mason Rudolph is the next Joe Namath. But um, uh, I think the Steelers have seen him for a while now. And, and I thought uh, based on the way they reacted to how he played again, I mean, he played a pretty good game against the Browns. They were, they were pretty close to... Uh, Pulling that off and getting that to overtime, uh, I'm, I'm not personally a fan, but I, I think it's still too early to make any kind of uh, hard and fast absolute judgment on him. And, again, as we just discussed with Haskins, there's uh, there's intrigue there, if not uh, the likelihood that he's going to end up being a really good quarterback.
2: I think the perfect example of that is Zach Banner, perhaps. You know, like
1: – I was just going to bring that up, yeah.
2: yeah. You know, the, everyone in the nation's like, boy, that's the worst set of tackles in the league well, you didn't see this guy at all. I mean, I have hopes that he might be a better left tackle than Villanueva was last year. I'm not saying he's going to be Anthony Munoz, but...
3: Uh, I'd like the bar to be higher, though, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, but considering the investment, I mean, no, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I would never turn my eye, my nose up at a tackle. There's no question, almost any year.
1: But I, I think Matt's point was is that a lot of national fly-by you know, fly by looking at the Steelers' roster right. don't have the same opinion of Zach Banner that the Steelers have of Zach
2: Banner. I think you can line yeah, up with uh, Banner and Chooks right now oh, and be okay.
3: It could happen, yeah. yeah. It could, that could happen. Um, and that Banner's a real question mark to me as well. Um, I, I actually feel like I know a little bit uh, more what I can expect of uh, a core for than Banner because Banner just, you know... Mm-hmm. One start, right? He did the, you know, he did the uh, number, whatever is eligible thing for a while. He's great presence on social media. Uh, <laughs> he's the, you know, he's the highest profile guy who's hardly played they've had around here in a long, long time. And he, he is a large human being, and um, you know, he seems uh, committed to the cause. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, that there's there's a leap of faith there to a degree, no question.
1: Yeah, our guest uh, has been uh, Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show. And, of course, uh, the Steelers Radio Network. You can hear uh, Mike uh, with uh, Matt and myself on the triple takes on Steelers.com. You can also check that out on the on the uh, Steelers uh, YouTube channel, and, and uh, yeah. you can subscribe to that as well as uh, subscribing to this show on uh, anywhere where you get your, uh, your, your podcast downloads. You should probably check those out. Uh, but, Mike, we're going to let you go. We appreciate you stopping by, and we'll talk to you next week when we do yet another uh, edition of the Triple Take. Yeah, it will be number six
3: thirty-two. <laughs> we'll be Check looking at out.
1: looking at these positions for the eighth time.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, we should start expanding, start prepping like the draft ten years from now. Well, there's a couple kids in Pee Wee that I really like.
1: <laughs> hey, there are people that do that stuff. So, <laughs>
2: yeah, hey, I was in recruiting for a while. Dale,
3: though. when I get to that point, d- do something about it. Would you please?
1: <laughs> I will do so. I will, I will take you out for many drinks.
3: <laughs> I don't think you'll get to that point. Right? <laughs>
1: Anyways, we're going to take take a break here. He is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We want to thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show. And of course, we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.
0: This is The Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson on your 24 7 home of the black and gold, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Welcome back to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and it's time for us to do our Friday mock draft. Yeah, we are
2: conclude our week. We're about what are we three weeks out from the draft? Yeah, we're into April, so yeah, I think wow. so. Is is Thursday four weeks away or three weeks away from opening night? That's a good question. So, let me let me get, pull up a calendar yeah, here. So okay, because we, we're coming to Easter here. Uh, you can pull look up a calendar. I'll I'll tell people what we're doing here. We got uh, a draft runs the 29th through May first. That sound right? Sounds right. So, so four weeks out. We're four weeks out. We're four weeks out, four weeks out yeah. from day two. Yeah, fun. And I assume you and I will be on the air ex- a ton, a lot, like we yeah, were, like we have been.
1: Back. Yeah. So, uh, so, so we're doing our mock draft today on the Draft Network, which does not allow us to make trades.
2: We've had some requests. How about you don't trade? You know. So, so there will be no chance. trades.
1: Um, Here is what they list the Steelers needs as. Okay. And again, this this takes you to to that okay drive by media kind of stuff here. We
2: had a good conversation with Mike Pursuta in an earlier segment. Their number one need for the Steelers
1: is cornerback.
2: I see the thoughts. I don't
1: see it being the number one need. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, Offensive tackle, running back, interior offensive line, linebacker, edge, interior defensive line, quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, interior defensive line. They basically take all the positions and put them in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Safety wasn't on So, obviously, I mean, at least they get quarterback being a – some unquote, people put that first. Heavy need, it's not.
2: It's not, it's not going to be the, the job for this year. Yeah. You know? So I'd have a hard time prioritizing their needs. And it's certainly tougher when you're a national person like this and you're not as dialed in. But I think they can live with their tackles. I think they're higher on their corners than we are, or than most are. Right. Um, depth at both linebacker spots, if you call that outside linebacker or linebacker, is worrisome. We're a potential we starter know. at inside linebacker. Or yeah, I think yeah. it's more of a starter Even that. type.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and then running back, to me, is the one spot on the team where they don't have anybody with
2: I don't tr- think true starting right
1: experience. Now. Right. That's the one spot on the roster where nobody with true starting experience.
2: I think that's the biggest need. If you don't wait, what a running back's worth versus a quarterback versus right. an edge. You know what I mean? But I think that's the worst room right now.
1: Okay, so the pick is up at 24. All right. Here are some of the guys available. Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Aziz Ojalari. Quiddy Pei. Trevor no, Moerig. No, no, Javante no. Williams. Jason Oa, Greg Newsom. Caleb Farley. Mm. That's a tough. Uh,
2: <laughs> Real quick, in a two second answer, would you take Farley or Newsom? I and mean, we don't know the medical It so depends on
1: your are. situation. Do right. you need them to play right now? Because Farley's the, the better player.
2: a contender. But I want to build this roster to have be a Super Bowl contender yeah. a year. From
1: Farley's now. the better player, right? Without a doubt,
2: without a doubt. Newsom's good. I don't know Yeah, Bahrain and Newsom that's not
1: that's player, not right? knocking Newsom at all. At Newsom's a good player as Farley's well. Farley's a special prospect. Three weeks ago, we're talking about Farley in contention to be the number one cornerback taken in the top ten pick.
2: Right. I mean, he's got a better chance to be the Hall of Famer. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? At
1: least a, a, pro, a, a perennial Pro Bowl guy. Right. Right. Right.
2: I would strongly consider him a twenty-four, but that's okay. easy for me sitting yeah. here in the studio without a doctor saying, "Don't take him."
1: Jamin Davis, interesting. Nick Bolton, Zayvon Collins. How would you rank
2: those three? <sighs> Collins is fresh on our mind watching his pro day today, but Bolton's definitely third for me. I think
1: Bolton's now third on that list. Yeah,
2: especially for the Steelers because he's short. Yeah, I want to. I want a, a six-two plus. And Davis type of guy. and
1: Davis and Collins are both yeah. six-three and, and bigger.
2: I think I prefer Zayvon. Yeah, he's a, a little, little more versatile. He's almost six five.
1: Yeah, you can line him up on the outside. He's again. Go back to the Lawrence Timmons uh, mm-hmm. conversation where okay, you call Timmons if when you first drafted him. When Steelers first drafted Timmons, they came out and said, "Yeah, we're going to play. We're going to play him at outside linebacker."
2: Because they took him and Woodley right next to each other. And then
1: like in that. the second round, they took Woodley and they said, "No, we're going to move Timmons inside." Because that's, that's the kind of versatility of it, versatility right, right. that guy gives you.
2: Or if by chance Watt or Highsmith were to miss a game. Maybe he plays one game outside. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? And certainly have snaps there either way. Yeah, I think I prefer Zavin. Of all those defensive guys, Zavin or Farley, Farley's a real wild card.
1: Farley is a huge wild card. If you right. think that his this back thing is not a big deal, the problem is he didn't play last year.
2: That hurts his cause dramatically. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen him play football in a long time.
1: Yeah. And then he, and then he has the back issue. Mm-hmm. But, man, the upside is just tremendous. Tremendous.
2: And you could be really—I mean, Hayden's not going to be here long either way. Right. That's the—that's you know, the thing. You, you love Lane. You may
1: even be drafting him for you know maybe maybe at mid-season he's you know he's in your in your rotation and right, then, and then next year he's Joe Hayden's replacement.
2: I mean, Lane could be a star, and you might still love him, but Corner, you still need another one. Yeah. You know what I mean? An outside guy. You know, he's interesting.
1: That's a tough one. That is, a, that tough is one. a tough one. The one thing that is missing here is any of the offensive tackles. Yeah. They all got they all got taken. Tevin, uh, Samuel Cosme went at 21 to the Colts. Uh, Tevin Jenkins went at 17 to the Raiders, and all the other guys went ahead of that. I'm yeah. not even considering any other offensive tackles at this point. I was just about to bring, bring
2: that up. To me, we know Sewell, Slater, and Derrissaw aren't in the equation. Right. Gone. I think Jenkins isn't going to be in the equation either. There's I too many so, teams yeah. that need him. Great pro day. Good tape.
1: And then you're down to Cosme, and you're taking Cosby's the, my next the fifth best offensive tackle or
2: – Cosme would be fine because he's a definition of a project tackle. I would not consider any other tackle. Mayfield's not for me. Radden's not for that spot is too early. At 24, Cosme is the only one I would consider.
1: And here's the other part of the, equa- the equation. When I was listing those those top guys available, there are a bunch of edges. And I don't of them. Edges... <laughs> Here's the thing. I get, uh, some, some mock drafts I've seen, national mock drafts, have the Steelers taking Gregory Rousseau or Jalen Phillips. They don't fit in this defense. They're not 3-4 outside linebackers. Especially Rousseau. They're 4-3 ends.
2: I mean, Rousseau's a much lesser athlete than Phillips. Yeah. He's not dropping at all. Right. He's more kick inside than he is dropping to coverage. Yeah. Phillips, to me, is the best of those edges. I, I'd love to have him on the team, but I don't think you have that luxury. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't think any of those edges And you just important. drafted Hightower
1: last year in the third round, and he started the last five games of the year for you. He's a starter.
2: He's a starter. He's a starter. Yeah, yeah. he's
1: a returning starter. If you Texas take a
2: third-round edge guy, okay. Uh, okay. Different story. Yeah. Right, right.
1: But not in the first round. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I guess the decision comes down to ATN, Williams, uh, Newsom, Farley. we agree Farley. With
2: ATN over Williams? <sighs> i go back and forth on that one.
1: That's a tough one. I, yeah. I, if we're having this conversation last year, it's definitely Williams. What for the Steelers? Okay, for what they look for in a running back,
2: right? I see what you're saying now, right? Just stylistically, yeah.
1: But now with with Matt Canada on board, maybe they're looking for that ATN type guy with more speed.
2: I could certainly see it. Yeah, you know, and I have no problem with that. I don't think you have to Jerome Bettis your way to the top. Anyway, no, I don't think know? so
1: either. I still like Williams better than ATN. Not that I hate, I dislike ATN. I'd take any of the top three backs.
2: Yeah, me too. And be very comfortable. And be very
1: comfortable. The... Here's the thing. If we pass on one here, we're probably not getting one.
2: Probably not. I think we take Farley or Zaven
1: I think you got to take Var- Farley. Okay. I mean, I just... We're going to be short on we, other needs. We've knees, talked about boy. the depth of the inside linebacker position this There's year.
2: There's a
1: lot. <sighs> Farley's just...
2: We don't need Farley to line up week one. This, this is a
1: Rod over. Woodson-like, right, holy right, crap, right. I can't believe this guy's available.
2: Right. I mean, Keith Miller's a lesser example, but you benefit from a guy that people are a little afraid of. And a lot of those teams that are afraid of him think they might get fired this year, and they need their first right. pick to play. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's Again, if, that he's, if he's if he's ready
1: to go by midseason,
2: even next year. I mean, if he's 100%. I'd,
1: yeah, ideally, you would like to get him at some point this year. But, without question. Yeah, I mean, don't think this ba- the back thing is going to be. I I think what I read was he thinks that he'll be ready at to start a training camp.
2: I heard it's a four-month thing, Yeah, which lines up fine. My worry is, does that make him more susceptible over the next five, ten years? Is he always going to be I don't be think he gets it done if that's the
1: case. Right. You know what I mean? He, right. I think he just,
2: oh, I'm fine. I mean, you'd hate to pick this guy, and every week he's questionable or he's out for two weeks, or you know. Let's take him, though.
1: Well, he's a special player.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best prospect of all of those.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. All right, so Caleb Farley's the pick.
2: Wow, we've never done that.
1: We haven't done that. I've passed on him a couple of times in recent weeks, you know, in recent days, I should say.
2: I feel like he's going to go to a playoff team. <sighs> yeah. One of these teams that can afford the, the bills or, yeah. Yeah,
1: Javante Williams just went 43 to the 49ers.
2: Hmm, interesting.
1: Well, they, they did lose some backs over they the They did off- lose some yeah. backs. All right, so we're back up again here. Um
2: Real quick, Farley note. Just think of the opposite way. What if the Steelers pass on him and the Ravens take him? And you're You'd like, be oh, mad. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Think of that perspective. The right. rich getting richer with that guy. Who do the Ravens want the Steelers to take? Probably not Farley.
1: Probably not. Yeah, right, right. Um, we're up at 55. The top players available, Wyatt Davis. He's a guard. Mm-mm. Ronnie Perkins, an edge.
2: Good player, but I don't yeah. think that's
1: Gregory Russo, another edge. No. Joseph Asai. still available. Yeah, Joseph Asai, another edge. Russo's down to 51 on their rankings, by the way. He did not test well. Didn't test well at all.
2: He's player.
1: Davian Nixon, an interior defensive line. I don't, I don't like guy. any of these guys. No, no, no. Jabril Cox. Uh, I'm interested. Okay. Aaron Robinson. We're not, we're not in the market. No, we're out power. of that market. Brady Christensen, the offensive tackle from BYU.
2: Short arms, but there's been a lot of tackles lately that get away with short arms. Yeah. I mean, he's really athletic.
1: Javon Holland. Safety. He's, he's to about be to Oregon. work out any minute now, yeah. actually. Milton Williams, the defensive lineman out of uh, Louisiana Tech.
2: I feel like we have to get an offensive player.
1: Elijah Molden, the cornerback out of
2: Washington. He took a corner. Richie Grant. I mean, these are the top wow. guys
1: available on their board. Tommy Tremble, uh, Nico Collins, Dwayne Eskridge. Where the where all the Any offensive centers? Quinn Miners is the top guy available at this. Let me at uh, the wow. center position. They just added and they just added him to their board. Uh, again, awesome. this is on the, the Draft Network, like last week. And they, they put him right in at like 75. They must have not realized he was missing. Yeah. I can,
2: that didn't work out so well for us.
1: No. The, so if we're looking at interior offensive linemen, it's Wyatt Davis, Quinn Miners, Trey Smith, Josh Myers. Uh, the offensive tackle position it's Christensen, Christensen. it's Jackson Carmen, Spencer Brown, James Hudson, Deontay Smith, Robert Hansey. I mean, those guys got eaten up. Stone Forsyth's still available. I like Stoneford. I think right I took him in the fourth round of uh, the mock draft that I'm going to...
2: I don't think he's a second-rounder,
1: though. No, I don't think no. so either. But if I think, again, again, if you get that guy with one of those two fourth-round picks, yeah, is it yeah. a developmental center? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can handle that. Um, this is the problem with if you pass on...
2: I mean, there's not a back, I'm taking. There's, there's not a that. back.
1: The top back's available. Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, Trey Sermon, Ramon De Stevenson, Killen Hill... Chuba Hubbard, Javian Hawkins. I mean, these are all guys are all decent players. Right. They're Some not, of them don't fit with the they're, they're not, not Bell Cows, right right? Khalil Herbert. Um,
2: yeah, it's I consider Sermon next round. I wouldn't consider any of those guys this round. <sighs> now, the names you mentioned two stand out to me. Jabril Cox. Pete Werner's still
1: available too.
2: Would you take Werner over Cox? I might. I think Cox is better at football right now.
1: Right now, but I think Werner's pretty solid and he tested better. Physically.
2: I think I'd take minors. and he's younger. I mean, can this team afford to use their first two picks on defense?
1: I don't think they can. I, mean, I just think you yeah. can't.
2: And minors to me, has high upside. You may not get anything out of your first two picks for a couple weeks, but you might be real happy about it next year or mid-season.
1: Yeah, this, this draft not setting up real well. No, for
2: it's us. not. I mean, all the values on defense right now.
1: Yeah, miners is the pick. Yeah. Second round, he went from being a guy nobody had heard of at the Senior Bowl to a Maybe second Maybe can him the fifth, <laughs>
2: yeah. which never was going to happen probably, but, yeah, after the Senior Bowl.
1: Okay. All right. It's not going so great. It's not. It's not. Okay, we're back up at 87. The top inside backers available now, Cameron McGrone, mm. Dylan Moses, Monty Rice, Derek Barnes, Charles Snowden, Tony Fields. Uh,
2: Several of those I would like to add to the team. I don't know if they're doing it here. Yeah,
1: they're not necessarily starter quality guys.
2: Moses would probably be my favorite of that
1: group. (sighs) Running back is the same group of guys. Nobody, another running back did not go. So it's Carter, Gainwell, Sermon, Stevenson, that group.
2: I'd have a hard time taking Sermon because I think Gainwell and Carter are better, but Sermon's better for the Steelers. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. I don't love it. I don't
2: love that either. Yeah. Might punt on running back. Uh what kind of tackles are available. Or is there some edge we can't believe is still there?
1: Haynesy, Stone Forsyth, Walker Little.
2: Walker Little I'd take.
1: Yeah. Adrian Ely. I don't like Ely. Yeah, I don't I'm not a big fan there. Um
2: I like Stone Forsyth, but I would take Walker Little. I'd probably take
1: Walker Little. Yeah. Oh, man. That's another guy that's not gonna help you much this year. No, no. <laughs>
2: Which I'm okay with. I mean, I think this is their version of a rebuild. I'd love to go into next year saying, boy, we really only need a quarterback and a running back. I'd rather (laughs) have a running game for the quarterback to fall into. (laughs) That would would be nice. But this mock aside, if I walked outside and rubbed a a magic lamp and a genie came out and said, would you trade the Steelers' third-round pick for Walker Little? I'd say yes in a heartbeat. You're not
1: loving it. I'm not loving it. This is what happens when you go cornerback in the first round.
2: We knew that we were going to pay for that. Yeah. But we maybe got a top five talent.
1: We're paying for
2: it. Right. We're paying for it. Yeah. But what's your alternative here? Because
1: here's the. Uh, Who you like better? For that exa- here's the uh, cornerbacks that are uh, still available to, Elijah Griffin, Keith Taylor, Benjamin St. Just, Trill Williams, uh, Mukamomu, Mukomu, 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 uh, or Mukumu, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Uh, from South Carolina, who played opposite J.C. Horn, Trey Brown, Rodarius Williams. I mean, there's guys there that carry Vincent, that
2: none of them can touch Farley.
1: No, no, they're not Farley, but they. But would,
2: you wouldn't mind taking them in the third round.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, they're you know. Oh, I hear you. I'm looking at these positions in need, and I'm like,
2: I don't like any of these guys. But we got we made this bed. We got to sleep in it. So who you taking in the third round? That's better than Walker Little. Again, it's not giving you. Probably not going to play for you this year. But he might. I mean, he has a huge well, – Farley.
1: I think if you if you jump on one of those linebackers, they okay. might play for you this year. They There's very a well good could. chance that they could.
2: They very well could. Who's your fave? i forget the names off the top of my head. I think Dylan Moses was my favorite.
1: It's McGrone, it's Moses, it's Rice, Derek Barnes.
2: There's also a chance one of them falls – is there next round. There's that. I and mean, Moses is a risk, too. Yeah. I mean, all of our, our draft has been risky.
1: It's been super risky. Super risky, right? Yeah, it's very unstealer like.
2: Um so it comes I'm still taking Walker Little over that crew.
1: All right, we'll take Walker Little. Um, I'm not loving this draft, I got to say.
2: I feel you. But all three of those guys could hit big. They all could fail.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, that's the problem. Ceiling. You could right. you could really blow a draft.
2: We didn't hit any doubles.
1: We no, we've, <laughs> we I've not hit a single hitters, right. We've not hit a single double today. That's true. And we're up to pick 128, and let's see what – Stone Forsyth is still there, by the way.
2: Yeah, we waited that would have been nice to know.
1: Uh, linebacker, you're looking at Monty Rice, Derek Barnes, Charles Snowden, Tony Fields. Those uh, are all fine. Joshua Ross, Justin Hilliard, blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 blah. I don't like any of that. Let's take a look back at the running back board. Ooh, Ramondi Stevenson, Killen Hill. Chuba Hubbard, Javian Hawkins, who doesn't fit. Puka Williams, no. who doesn't fit. Khalil Herbert, Jamar Jefferson, Chris Evans. we are fishing off, horrible names, We're fishing off the short pier now. No, we're we not are. not going to catch any big fish down here.
2: No. How about an edge? All right, we can look at the edge.
1: Okay, you're looking at uh, Cam Sample, uh, Ogan Deje out of uh, Notre Dame, Dalen Hayes out of Notre Dame, Rashad Weaver out of Pitt, Chauncey Golston, most of these guys are four three ends. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Cooper, hmm. Ellerson Smith.
2: Seems like our board Shaka Tony, level. Patrick
1: yeah. Johnson. Those last okay. two guys might be the guys I like the best out of that group.
2: I was gonna say sample, <laughs> not great.
1: Is is he an outside? Is he gonna stand up on the outside no, for no, you? No, probably nah, not.
2: Probably not. I mean, they asked that. They don't. That's not a, a must have, but it's important. Where uh, else do we
1: go? Tight end?
2: Not really. Who's his best available period?
1: Best available period is. Come on, Jalen Twyman, Cam Sample, day Stevenson, Marvin Wilson, Kendrick Green. But we already took a center.
2: Boy, we'd really attack our O line issue. <laughs> Maybe a guards or whatever. Yeah, uh, that would have been nice in to know 2 You know, if I obviously the world doesn't work that way. Which one of the do, running
1: backs do you like the best out of that group? of lean towards maybe Killing Hill.
2: That's who I, my pick was going to be, too. Yeah, I think that's the move.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't I mean, love t- instead
2: it. Instead of totally punting on the position, try to hit a single. Get on base.
1: Yeah. You know? Killing Hill is Let's the, do it. over yeah. Ramondae Stevenson?
2: Yes. Yeah. I think he's a little more dynamic.
1: Okay. That's the pick. Okay. Well, good thing we're not getting graded on this one. It's not so they'd like, they, the it's would would Although, the graders would probably can, like Farley. You're right. All right. We're back up at 140. Now I think we can look at the edge. We're back sure. up at 140, um, so I think you're looking at. Uh, I don't know that either one of the Notre Dame guys fit.
2: Man, not not so great. Yeah,
1: uh, Rashad Weaver doesn't fit. No, uh, Chauncey Golston doesn't fit. He's a 4-3 end. Yeah. So it's you got Cooper, Ellerson, Smith, Shaka, Tony, Patrick Johnson, Wyatt Hubert.
2: Where's Ellerson Smith from? Northern Iowa. I've heard good things. I haven't watched. He's him long. More. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like 6'5", yeah. 250, 260.
2: I think he has traits.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some, some ability there. Uh, Tony's a guy who's a little bit undersized, but he did, was 240 at their yeah, pro day. Yeah, he's stout enough. And I ran, ran, I mean, he didn't run like the other Penn State guys, right. but he ran well enough.
2: I think that's a fast track side note, but uh, yeah. still, he's speed's not a problem for Patrick him. Patrick Johnson
1: didn't run super well, mm-hmm. but his cornering was good, as was Hubert. Both of those guys were like...
2: Yeah, Johnson had a real good three-cone from what I remember. Yeah,
1: but he, both Johnson and Hubert were really good in the three-cone. I might go there. Which one do you like better? Johnson. I think Johnson, too, but I like yeah. both of those guys. So, okay, Patrick Johnson's a pick.
2: So we had an edge a little higher than we usually did.
1: Now we get a little bit of a weight here.
2: We're bad at linebacker.
1: Yeah, we haven't even drafted a linebacker. We haven't
2: drafted a true linebacker. And I don't know if we will...
1: We might find a diamond in the rough here.
2: A Gilbert type, you know, that can somebody would put up some, some numbers. In, in the, well, Gilbert's
1: a guy that needs to. This is a big year for him.
2: Would be great if he was good.
1: Yeah, it's a big year for him.
2: I mean, there's a handful of those guys. There are every year, but Gilbert and Lane and, you know, that. I mean, he's a legit.
1: opportunity. He's a legit 4 4 guy. Yeah. Like those guys, you just, I mean, this year's different, but you usually don't find those guys mm-hmm. in the sixth round. No, they don't grow on trees. Um,. Let's take a look at that position now. Okay, you got uh, Grant Stewart out of Houston. Okay. Yeah. Buddy Johnson out of Texas A&M. Patty Maybe. Fisher out of Northwestern. Tough Borland from Ohio State. No. No, no, those guys didn't run well. Errol Thompson from Mississippi State. Adam Anderson from Georgia. Riley Cole from South Carolina, or South Alabama.
2: Anybody jumping an out of you in that crew? Uh,
1: Cole is interesting, but he's okay. you know, it's a small school guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know we got to take him here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be, you know, if, if it does take uh, Caleb Farley a little while to get on I the field. I was thinking maybe a slot corner. Yeah, a slot corner wouldn't be bad here. No. And, and maybe we should have taken one earlier.
2: Perhaps, uh, instead of the running back, yeah.
1: maybe. Uh, you're looking at Thomas Graham out of Oregon. Tay Gowan out of UCF. Uh, Marco Wilson out of Florida.
2: Interesting. I mean, he's a total.
1: He tested really well, yeah.
2: Galore, probably more of an outside guy.
1: Cameron Bynum at a Cal, Trey Norwood at a Georgia, DJ Daniel from Georgia or Trey Norwood's from Oklahoma, DJ Daniel from Georgia, Chris Wilcox from BYU, uh, Brenton Nelson from Virginia.
2: Uh Gowen's interesting. Same with the Florida kid. Not yeah. loving the draft.
1: No, I'm not loving it either. Is
2: there a um,
1: tight end? Well, we can yeah, we can look at that. Let's see here. Tight end, you're looking at ooh, <laughs> Noah Gray from Duke. Who, ran well? Yeah, he's interesting. Yeah, uh, Carrie Angeline from NC State. Yeah. Sean Buyer from Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bushman from BYU. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, Tony Poljan from Virginia.
2: Big guy, but this <laughs> is early for those guys. Yeah. Luke Farrell
1: from Ohio State. Okay. Uh, Jack Stahl, Nick Lenners, Javonski Haskin, Dylan Soner. Um, Boy. This is pick 260. We get two picks after this. Yeah,
2: right. Um, I don't know. One of those two corners. Let me to see me. who's the, the best, the, the, best
1: available heard, yeah. guys. Well, Malcolm Kuntz, uh, Amir Smith, Mars, blah, 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 blah mm-hmm. out of Iowa. He's the one that tested really well, right? Yes. The wide receiver. Jalen Dardell. Darden's still available.
2: Usually I'd be great with that. but
1: As is Cade Johnson.
2: Wow. They might be the best players available.
1: They might be. Jamar Jefferson
2: available. With the, th- the safety?
1: No, the running back from Morgan State. Oh, I was
2: thinking the Indiana safety. I, um, I, mean, I don't I have I, I
1: If you wait to take a running back.
2: Do you take two? Do
1: you take two and do like the, like the Packers did when they took... You know, in, in I was that, thinking that, too. Yeah, well, they, The year they took three, and got Aaron Jones is the second one that they picked. Right. Up. Jamal Williams was one of the other ones. They just threw a bunch of guys at it and said, okay, one of these guys is going to be our back.
2: Who's the back that you would consider doing that with? Is, is Michigan guy available? See, I want this guy to be more of a swing for the fences, upside, athlete, receiver. Here are the top
1: guys available. Jamar Jefferson, Chris Evans, who you just mentioned, yeah. at, at Michigan, Rakeem Boyd from Arkansas, Jarrett Patterson from Buffalo, Elijah Mitchell, interesting from from Louisiana. Ran really well. Yeah, Um, I you know Jefferson, Evans, Mitchell. Evans and
2: Mitchell would be my favorite of those three. Put two in there, and you know two dogs, one bone situation. Might be five dogs. Might be five
1: dogs and two bones.
2: Right. (laughs) You you throw a bunch of stuff in a fan, and it sticks. I mean, maybe McFarland steps up and beats out all these guys, or uh, we we talked about keeping an extra one on the roster. I'm okay with that. I like that that Packer analogy. Which one do Worked you want? Worked out for them. I think I'd go Evans. Okay. Um, to me,
1: here's the problem with Evans, is he's not been the guy necessarily.
2: He's had some issues, yeah. He's had
1: some issues. Where Mitchell, I've seen, be the guy.
2: Right. Yeah. Do we need a guy, though? Well, we or might. We need guys. I mean, we'd like to have a we'd guy. We'd like
1: to have a guy. Right. <laughs> guys isn't and great. And if somebody emerges, he's going to be the
2: guy. Yes. Yes. I think Evans just has higher upside than me. Okay,
1: maybe. we'll take we'll take Evans. We Bigger. might we might take a third. Wow.
2: <laughs> <know>
1: <laughs> oh, they all uh, they all went.
2: Okay, okay. So we don't have to. Worry a about linebacker that. who could run wouldn't hurt, but they seem to be few and far between. Our rankings seem a lot very similar to uh, this website's rankings. Yeah, we're not finding guys. We can't believe we're still there. We still have two more picks, right? We
1: got two more picks. Okay, the top guys available. Oh, I don't know if we can keep passing on these guys. Jalen Darden, I think we
2: grab. something like that This is, this like is that pick 245.
1: Now. Right, right, right. And, I mean, Kage, might not be back and Cage Johnson. Johnson. I think we grab one of those. Or Cage Johnson. Um, which one do you like better? They're different. Johnson's a bigger.
2: They both can be slots, but Darden's skinny. Darden's faster. Johnson. I think K. Johnson's. That's a really good pick in yeah. that state. Oh, it's a cool, right. great value. Right. Yeah. Well, like that might that. be my
1: favorite pick in our draft. Right, right. <laughs>
2: I mean, he may not do a thing this year, but Washington and Juju might not be back. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, we're back up here at 254. Um, we still haven't taken a, a, a hit-and-run linebacker. That'd be nice. I don't know we're, we're going to find one here. Right. Uh, we you could take another cornerback. And guess what? All those cornerbacks are still there. Nobody's, oh, let's take one. So, still, let's take Allen, Marco Wilson, Cameron Bynum, Trey Norwood, DJ Daniel, Chris Wilcox.
2: I'd roll the dice on Wilson.
1: He's just an athlete,
2: yeah. He's just a big athlete, yeah. He, he's also more outside, but I don't really care, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's six foot, he's not like he's, no, he's a not. monster, right? But he ran like a four three forty
2: unbelievable jump, jumped, and yeah, 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 did all that stuff. Anyway, I'll roll the dice on an athlete there. Let's do it. I mean, Farley might not be ready opening day, and maybe this guy's in the mix and yeah. has a helmet on game day. I don't know.
1: All right, so here's our draft. In the first round, we got Caleb Farley. We rolled the dice on Caleb Farley.
2: No one's going to moan and groan in this glass if he turns into a pro bowler, though. No. You know what I mean?
1: At 55, we took Quinn Miners. Yeah. At 87, we took Walker Little. Okay. At 128, we took Killen Hill, running back out of Mississippi State. That's
2: the one I think that we kind of look at and be like, we had to.
1: Yeah. Uh, at 140, we got Patrick Johnson, the edge out of Tulsa. Or Tulane, I should say. At 216, we doubled down at the running back position and took Chris, Chris Evans.
2: I like that move, considering how the draft went. Yeah. At
1: 245, we took a value pick in Cade Johnson, the wide receiver out of South Dakota State.
2: We'll be happy about that next year. Yeah.
1: And then at 254, we took Marco Wilson, the cornerback out of Florida. I don't hate Two it. cornerbacks, two running
2: backs. It's a little odd. Yeah. You can be walking a little in the third round, though. I mean, between him and mine, it's, the O-line might be solved for the long term.
1: Yeah, I just
2: don't know. It's not a lot Here's of help right now. If Farley is ready
1: to play in four in in four months mm-hmm. and is ready for the start of training camp, there's a good chance that he's a starter.
2: Yeah, for eight years. Yeah, you yeah, right? I mean, and
1: if that's the case, then this draft is a is a could be a home run. Could be a home run because you just got a, a a top ten talent at twenty four.
2: Even if he's not ready, or needs you know, you work him in as the He's goes. good
1: enough that if if when he's healthy. You're putting him in the. the, You're putting him in in the the starting lineup.
2: No, he's not staying on the sideline ever. Yeah, I kind of like this draft more and more. I mean, there's a lot of swings, including the seventh rounder.
1: Nick Miners, Miners in the second round is a swing.
2: It's a swing. Littles.
1: He hasn't played football in two years.
2: I know. We're judging
1: everything. Everybody's judging what he can be off of a week of Senior Bowl practice.
2: Littles played one game in two years.
1: (laughs) Littles played.
2: (laughs) That's the thing. All these guys. Our top three picks. Didn't Go play football. this year. Didn't play football. That's problematic.
1: I don't know that that's going to happen for this. I don't know that the Steelers are going to make that move.
2: I don't know that you could take that approach to the draft. Yeah. I mean that's really that's not punting for this year, but it's saying, boy, we're going to build something yeah. for two thousand. That's that's
1: saying t- the twenty twenty college football season really didn't matter. We didn't put much stock <laughs> in
2: it. I hear you. I don't hate that draft though. I don't it hate be it. My but favorite one that we've ever.
1: Boy, known. it's it's we're making some leaps of faith.
2: Right. I mean, if one or two hit, great.
1: Kate Johnson didn't play this year.
2: No, I guess he didn't. Either, huh? I mean, the backs don't have a lot of experience between them either.
1: <laughs> Chris Evans was a part-time player this year. Right, like, right, right. oh, man. Yeah, there's
2: not a lot of snaps in a recent film for that crew.
1: Dale Lally, the journalist, mm-hmm.
2: would have fun with that assessing
1: one. Assessing this draft would rip the Steelers for this draft. Now, there would be some guys, okay, this is a high upside draft, but, right, right, right. boy, they're, they're taking some chances.
2: They're taking chances. I don't hate it though. It's not my fave.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, it's all, I think we've we've done better.
2: I mean, think what their pass rush would be like if Farley's a guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Farley. Right, he was right, my right, number right. one corner when we did that. When we did the, our triple takes, preback. He, was, injuries, he yeah, right. he was my number one cornerback. Right, I, mean, I think he has more upside long. than Sertain. I think Sertain. I might be better right now. I think he's a more polished player. Yeah, yeah. But Farley's got the upside. It's just like. Oh, he's—he's bigger. He's—he's oh, yeah, yeah. he's faster. He's—you know—the whole deal. <laughs> yes. Takes the ball away. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm sure people. I, I don't remember the Heath draft, but I'm sure you guys had fun tearing that one up too. Like, not really. I mean,
1: yeah. He was. I, the, I mean, he was the number one tight end available
2: that year, and. Well, Farley might be the number one corner.
1: He might be the number one corner. Right. You got him at 24.
2: Yeah, I mean, not all these guys are going to hit, but and we're putting a lot of a lot of trust in our coaching staff. Yeah. Bring you know, these and our medical staff.
1: And the, med- the medical staff's going to have to – because Walker coaches. Little's a guy that's had right, some stuff. Right, right, right. He's stuff. had issues too. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I don't hate it. It's a very um, different approach than our usual, though.
1: doesn't help our running back room a whole lot, though. No, it doesn't. We might have to – First back might be if running the, If things go this way, you do have to go resign James Conner.
2: And then you got seven guys after a bone or six guys after a bone. That's fine because. I'm calling Connor, yeah.
1: Four of those guys wrestling for that bone didn't show me a whole lot last year. No, and I'm not going (laughs) to mind cutting them either. Yeah. That might
2: be Benny Snell. That might be. uh, And again, a lot of people throughout the season could get carries for you. Yeah. Not ideal.
1: Not ideal at all, but that's going to do it uh, for this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. So for my patner, partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly, and we thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.